When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, with water traps and skinny fairways lining the Swiss Alps, our man David Bileski had his radar well and truly dialed in for the European Masters on the DP World Tour last weekend. It's a great timing too because one of the best tournaments of the year takes place this weekend at the K Club in Ireland. It's the Irish Open just out of Dublin and the field is stacked. It's the tournament that draws the big boys out of their caves and heading into a Ryder Cup that will have great ramifications and implications this year. As said, big boys look to sharpen their tools before they trade the Guinness for the upper roll. David Bileski is back with us in his normal Thursday slot to preview, the, uh, re- preview this tournament. It's, uh, it's a deep dive golf on Twitter that you will find. David, go and check out his site. You'll get all the mail you need. David, good morning to you uh, once again. Uh, well, uh, you, you went pretty close um, and picked out some good stuff for us in Switzerland last weekend. Who was the big winner out of that tournament for you? Yeah, thanks, Smithy. Good to be on again. Um, yeah, look, it was a fantastic week for our picks. We gave out um, Alexander Bjork, obviously, on the show um, at 25 to 1, and he looked um, looked like he could, well, win it coming into the back nine, ended up finishing um, second place following a pretty remarkable and impressive performance again from Lud. Ludwig um, Aberg, uh, four birdies in the last five holes to, to snatch victory um, at the very end there. But um, good to see him getting in there for second place and Alexander Bjork. And then um, within our tips over at Windady Sports as well, we had um, Masahiro Kawamura, who was priced at a whopping uh, 200 to 1. Um, he finished in eighth place and crashed in top 20 and top 40 bets for us um, too. And then Renato Paratore Tore and um, his Satsuni as well, another Japanese golfer, um, priced at 151 and 80 to 1 respectively. They both, they both finished in 13th, so some big um, top 20 and top 40 bets um, coming in for us. Wow, absolutely fantastic. Right, let's uh, look at um, that performance of uh, Aberg in particular, which guaranteed him a place uh, in the Ryder Cup, and uh, he was... He's he's had an amazing rise, hasn't he? Uh, to uh, I won't say stardom quite yet, but his his profile has has increased very very quickly. It has. It's been um, it's been incredibly impressive, hasn't it? And yeah, he's he's personal saying. I think it was something we all still suspected would come from from Aberg. You know, anyone who's sort of following him closely, especially through his college career, could see that he was something quite special. And I mean, in in fact, sort of last year, I put him up at the Texas Open at, at something like four hundred to one, and sort of saw that he was uh, coming through, and he was a p- bit of a bright light, and and attended Texas as well, which was part of the link um, that that tournament there. But he just continued. To impress, I think he's one of the most exciting prospects to enter the game, especially from the European side. Um, since John Rahm and Victor Hovland both burst on the scenes, I think he's in that sort of ilk at the moment. And um, look, it's it's very deserved. He he had a place um, in this this European Ryder Cup squad. We we saw 
um, projected what we thought the European team was going to be at the beginning of July, and that's why we we tipped Europe at, at three dollars ten was um, partly because of the emergence of Aberg and what we'd seen from his game, and expected that to continue in, in the trajectory that it has. And um, yeah, I mean to to go into this this season, first season as a professional, and um, and go and win a tournament of the caliber, the European Masters, under the sort of pressure that he was in as well. You know, he he knew he was on the radar for. The the Ryder Cup squad. He he played those first two rounds with two of the co-captains. Um, you know, his, he knew his game was under scrutiny and all of the pressure in the world. And um, to to come through and deliver like that is just incredibly, incredibly impressive. So he's he's certainly one to watch, and um, no doubt he's um, he's a huge prospect for the future. Can we stay on that uh, European Ryder Cup team? Are there any out-and-out surprises for you? I mean, uh, the, the captain's picks were interesting as a, a mixture of absolute experience and, um, and rookie-ish, uh, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Hoygaard is uh, a new name to us, although a sensational talent, and Straker on the back of a well, very solid uh, last um, month or two in the PGA. Yeah, no, no surprises for me really. Um, this was was the squad that I essentially hoped that um, that Luke Donald would put together. I was really hoping that Nikolai Hoygaard would make that team, and 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 I'm glad that he did. I I, I mentioned on the show last week that I thought um, between Hoygaard um, and Aberg and Moronk that one of them was going to miss out a spot to to Seb Striker just given the way that Seb Striker had played on the the PGA Tour um, and you know sure enough unfortunately uh, Moronk was the unlucky thirteenth man um, there's one every year you know it's, it's the way that it that it works out and I think Moronk can feel particularly aggrieved because he, he's won at the course in Italy at Marco Simone and had a runner up there as well previously a couple of years ago so he clearly has a lot of liking for the course and I think. I I do think a lot, a lot of it came down to the performance over the last two months. Um, Nikolai outshone him in many ways, um, particularly if you look at like a six of the Scottish Open was um, very compelling. It's a very tough event given that it's co-mingled with the PGA Tour and you've got a lot of those big names coming across. Obviously, Rory McIlroy run that and, and stole it from um, Robert McIntyre with a pretty remarkable finish over the last two holes there. So I thought it was a very, very um, strong lineup. I think Luke Donald made the picks that he needed to make. As I said, I, I, I may have preferred just in terms of a course fit Moronk over Striker, but I don't begrudge the Striker pick at all, just simply because Seb Striker is a kind of golfer who he can go out and make birdies and bunches. And real, really, for the European team, for me, it's the the top nine are just in such good form at the moment that they're really competitive mm-hmm. against the USA at the top. And then with those last three picks, I'm really looking for a golfer who can go out there make a ton of birdies and and perhaps snatch a point where they're not expected to. Um, so I think that someone like Seb Strucker, who can very easily go out there and shoot a 61, 62, he can also go out there and shoot a 78. It doesn't matter that much in match play because... On the whole, you know, if you if you have a triple bogey, well, you only you've only lost the one hole, and you can bring it back with um, the birdies that he's going to bring to the table as well. So I think it's a very strong side, and and I'm very excited about their prospects going into um, this this tournament. Well, usually home advantage is massive. We see the chanting, uh, you know, we, we just see uh, it's some of it's uh, the, the noise is quite raucous actually, uh, but without without an Italian in the side. And particularly with this tournament, uh, this Ryder Cup being played in Rome, do you see that as uh, a, a massive advantage for Europe this time round? 
Yes, it will. It will still be an advantage. I mean, look. I mean, all of all of Europe will be travelling to to Rome to um, to make a trip out of it and and get behind the team. So I've no doubt that the the team and the support will be there um, for sure. The crowds will certainly be showing out for for Team Europe. I think actually the bigger disadvantage for, for Team Europe is that in terms of the course, Marco Simone is actually sort of a, a, a long driver's paradise and, and it has been known as that and we've typically seen with these European courses they like to put it on sort of shorter but narrower tests where sort of ball placement and accuracy is a bit more um, bit more nuanced in that way sort of like a, a Le Golf national comes to mind when they have, they have the Ryder Cup in France because that's where Europe can really find their use to that, that European style of golf. They can find the fairways a bit more and rely on their approach play and they're not just going to get outbombed basically by the big drivers on the USA team but from what I'm hearing in Rome is that they've grown the, the rough out um, extremely long. Um, they can obviously move tees up if they want to as well as always an option but um, they've got some very strong drivers that have emerged this year, Robert McIntyre's, Nikolai Hoogaard, Victor Aberg's actually been the strongest driver off the tee um, since he turned professional so he's beating the likes of McElroy and can't lay off the tee at the moment which is pretty amazing um, so because they've had those bigger names um, kind of come out of the woodwork this year particularly and entering in form I think that they're, they're a very very good shout going into the Ryder Cup Okay, let's uh, look specifically at this weekend, David, if we could please. Yes, the Irish Open at the K Club. Tell us uh, a wee bit about this and how you see this perhaps uh, working out. Yeah, so um, Irish Open's moved to being used this year. The the K Club has previously hosted one Irish Open in 2016, um, so that gives us quite a bit of info from those leaderboards there, and it was the host of the Ryder Cup actually in 2006 as well when um, Henry Stenson hit the, the winning putt, and um, Darren Clark had a, had a pretty iconic performance um, across that tournament too, if I recall correctly. So um, we, do, we do have a bit of info to go on it as well. It was a host of the European Open um, for, for many years um, from 1995 until 2007 and sort of delving into that data a little bit on on paper the course looks pretty long it's 7,441 yards and is past 72 um, but in saying that a lot of that yardage gets taken into two par fives which are over 580 yards and then actually there's no short par four under 400 yards so the average par four length is only about 438 so it's it's pretty approachable and you're going to find a lot of approach shots for players between say the 125 to 175 yard mark. There's a lot of water in play, there's trees right up to the, the um, fairway, really thick rough so um, no, no driver like heavy players really come out here and just bomb and gouge their way around. It's been about strategic placement. Winning scores generally about minus 12 to minus 16 on this track. Um, so you can't just really come out and just rip drive every hole. You have to be quite strategic where you're placing the ball and then um, pinpoint um, iron accuracy. Um, being strong with your approach play is going to be really, really key. So in terms of other courses on the, the DP World Tour that um, correlate well, uh, the Brabazon course at the Belfry, um, which hosted the British Masters, which um, Daniel Hillier won for us at 80-1 when we tipped him up earlier this year. Um, has a lot of links in terms of a lot of water in play, very, very similar strategic um, approach approach shots and driving accuracy are key there. And then finally, 
funnily, last week's host, Cranes Year, there's pretty remarkable correlation across those two courses between Cranes and um, the K clubs. So golfers like Colin Mon- Montgomery, Lee Westwood, Matthias Gromberg, they all won at both of the courses. Michael Campbell um, won here at the K club and uh, he has the second at Cranes this year as well. Graham Swarm and Paul Lowry had, had runner-up at both. Bradley Dredge, Constantino Rocker, they were both runner-up at K-Club, then they'd actually won at Cranes and had a second place at Cranes as well. So there's just a host of different names that have had correlations between those two courses. And admittedly, a lot of those are names that have been the power, powerhouses of Europe, like the Lee Westwoods and the Colin Montgomery. But when you start seeing some of these more obscure names, like the Matthias Gromberg or the Paul Lowry's or the Bradley Dredge's, the Constantino Rocker's, and you're still seeing that link between the two courses should mean that Cranes' year um, is a nice form guide. And the benefit of that as well is that last week um, the, the tournament was played there as well. So you're also getting some correlation between recent form and it, sh- it should be a good comparison course to what we expect this week. Just looking um, initially at the market, it seems that Rory is most people's favourite. Um, and then you're looking at a second line and a third line of of fellow Ryder Cup uh, players uh, in Terrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, and then uh, a couple of Aussies, Minwoo Lee and Adam Scott. Yeah, and look, I mean, of course, Rory McIlroy rightfully heads up the market. Um, I think there's some concerns out there. We saw him with a back injury recently at the Tour Championship. For me, I'm not concerned about that whatsoever. I mean, if he if he had any doubts about his back, he just simply wouldn't be playing this with the Ryder Cup on the horizon. There's there's no point risking it. So I'm sure that he's completely fit and ready to go here. And, and he's the rightful favourite. He's, he's far too short for me at, at $4.50. I think that's far too short in the market. And conversely, I guess following that... Um, you've got the, as you said, many of the the Ryder Cuppers um, right behind them, um, sitting there, um, who are, for me, perhaps a little bit more focused on what's coming up than than getting this tournament right. I think they'll be using this as a as a way just to get dialed in, as it were, for um, for what's on the horizon. So for me, I'd actually rather, if I'm not going to go just Rory at the top and and only stick with Rory, um, I would rather actually go and delve a bit further down and find some mid-range kind of players where I think there's a little bit more value. Excellent. Well, it's great catching up with you, David, uh, as always. And uh, we uh, will advise people to get straight across now to Deep Dive Golf and uh, catch up with that information on a more one-on-one basis. So cheers for your time, mate, and we look forward to uh, K-Club this weekend. Cheers. Cheers, Thank you.